My name is Sam Ross. This is the brother at the bar on Instagram. This is for the guy with the hoodie and the Air Force Ones. So I'm like, yo, this is like some cool shit. Guess what? That's when the conversation started to happen. This is Pass the Drink Podcast. 901 Shelby Drive. It's, the sh- it's 901 September 1st. It's the brother at the bar. Pass the Drink Podcast. Me and Jay Rice up sitting in the studio. Thanks for everybody has been checking us out over these last couple weeks. Man, we've been doing social social awareness episodes. We've been doing Chicago episodes. Let's get back to doing some shit, man. Let's get, get back to drinking some beer and talking about, like, cool shit. And we always got that in the forefront. So during that time, during those during those weeks, I had someone very powerful come on in this craft beer world. She's humble, but I had my friend, like my fake cuz, Afro beer chick come on and talk, and she dropped a line that was so powerful, it kind of ripped through our uh, peers. That she, um, and I, I wanted to bring her back on just to talk about, cause she's been doing all these panels and things like that. Just come on and have a beer with me. Thanks for coming on ABC. Welcome. Hey, what is going on? What is the deal? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't introduce you in right nothing. We got <laughs> the the creator, the creator and co-host of the Neat Peer, the Neat Pour. Well, she's man, she's pouring up some cool ass whiskeys every day. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Uh this chick talks beer. You're already a fan. You're already following Afro Beer Chick, coming fresh off of Fresh Fest virtually, where she was doing the Beer Travelers uh, with Brandon and my last guest, Eric Uncapped, and they was representing beers all throughout the country. And she came through with a uh, IPA. She came through with Antiheroes, well represented. I was so proud of that. So thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, y'all. What is the what is the deal? I'm feel it. Man, man, just coming off work. I know you I fresh know off work. I know you fresh, fresh off. Work. Fresh. So fresh, I want fresh. <laughs> so I'm very authentic with thank you for doing this and thanks for uh coming on. But hey, you you're one of the people that I look to. I love your posts, first of all. Like Aww, you inspired you. The, like like the jet magazines and beauty of the week and, and the pictures of the Billy holiday and, and shit like that. Yeah. I really, I really dig your style, ma. Oh, thank you. And I like to keep it colorful. So my, my, my living room looks like a pack of Skittles too. Up in it. Yeah. But the pictures are black and white. So it vibes very well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what also is, you know, uh, we talked about this last time. We like with it wasn't like we. I seem like we forced it, but your wife, your mother, you got the dog. You know, you got the mother of like almost two generations of children. But being a wife, being a black woman, being a married person, you know, I know you outside of like we know each other outside of this by like two people away. Uh, married to my man Nick. 
you know. Also mm-hmm. inspired by this brother, um, Chicago Beer Geek, Chicago Beer Pat Beer Pass Podcast. You already, man, this brother's so big, you know. So you're married. You work together, mm-hmm. you know. You live together. You you struggle together. You you rise together. You travel together. You know. You celebrate together. Um, I'm working towards that with the young lady I got right now. I, I, you know, and when we talk, and we like, I hear the family things going on in the background. I'm inspired by that, Shalonda. Uh-huh. Trust me, it's it's, it's uh, no easy feat because <laughs> we have something on the ground ready to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but back to like back to your cool ass vibe. Back to like. Hey, like the, the 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 hair, you know what I'm saying? You got the the hair, the cool ass jet magazines, the the cool living room, the pictures and things like that. So, mm-hmm. oh man, remember Herb Kent? Yeah. Remember the battles? Like we've been doing these versus things. So we've been doing Teddy Riley. Versus Babyface. Last night we did Brandy versus. I'm gonna get back into that. We definitely get back to that. Brandy versus Monica. My favorite was uh, DJ Premier versus the RZA. So I'm thinking I got Afro Beard chick on. She got the cool '70s vibe going, and I'm got this night, this 2000 thing going on with the verses. Remember Herb Kent battles. I do. I do. I remember it, you know, and not because we old, we are old, but. <laughs> oh, man, look. Man, I, I, look, we wear it well. <laughs> I know, right? It's the craft beer. It's fucking a half acre lager town. What's up, Patrick Doig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, man, Herb Kent. Do you know Herb Kent has the most. I think after Regis has the most time on the radio. Recording. Yeah, I um my grandfather, oh my god, and my grandfather was such a cool ass dude. Like this man bounced around from a city. I mean, he bounced around in Chicago. He used to be the mayor of Phoenix, you know, when I was little. And I remember just going over to his house, you know, on the weekend my sister would go shopping with my grandmother. I never liked shopping. I never wanted to go shopping with them. So my mother would always send me send us over, you know, send me over in like my cute little dresses with my shoes because there's no telling where I was going to end up. I there was no telling where I was going to end up with my grandfather. So, um, but I remember he used to hang out with her kids. You know, that was the homie. So, you know, we would end up in these venues, you know, with all these different people and celebrities and that's how I was introduced you know to Herb Kent Herb Kent cool gent Herbie baby yeah so Herb Kent was just so influential to you personally inspirational to me because I always wanted to get into radio living out a little fantasy Mm -hmm. right now Uh, living out the uh, living out the fantasy right now of being on the radio so because we grew up in chicago we grew up with the doug banks and the time joiners before they was national we had them to ourselves so right 
And then Herb Kent would come on. Man, at first it was sad. I'm so old school. It was it was Sunday, but oh, it, it ended up Sunday. But like I'm so old school. It used to be Saturday. But mm-hmm. so, Shalanda, I don't mean to be telling you age, ABC. I I'm got forty one. Okay. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> I, got, I, lined, I lined up a few battles that we can talk to over having a beer. What you drinking over there? You drinking yet? Hello? Yeah. I said, yeah. I said we're going to have a... Uh, I lined up a few battles I've written down. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about them over a beer. You know what I'm saying? So this would be equivalent to black folks sitting around... Listen to Herb Kent on Sunday. All my Chicago people. All my people in the <laughs> South that listen to the Dusties. All my people everywhere. So, I got Levert versus Guy. Oh. Oh. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Nah, you can't do that one. Because what the fuck do you that. mean? Because, let me tell you, let me tell you. Two different audiences. Two different groups. You can't. They're, they're, you, you, I'm sorry. You, you just can't do that one. Okay. For the older aunties, you know, chill Casanova. I got the Casanova. I'm glad you said that. We have Casanova's original maxi single album right behind us right now in the studio just for this conversation. And, wow. And to and to battle your point, Casanova came out for like the the R&B, New Jack Swing crowd. The old schoolers just accepted it because that was Eddie Levert's son. And he had I mean, musically talent. But they I came mean, out that. dressed like, these guys are dressed exactly like Aaron Hall. I get that, but it's like, yeah, it was around the new Jack Swing, but the vibe of the two were completely different. Like, for instance, I'm saying, I've said it before. Like, remember, I put, I put the tweet out, I would love to see Erica and Jill. And that was, but they had, they also had two different vibes, but they captured the same market. Okay. Put me up. Put who is the equivalent of going against. Guy. Let's see. Remember, remember public announcement? Oh, they public announcement couldn't ride with Guy. Guy had like. I mean, they got the, here's the here's the thing. Public announcement had some hits because of R. Kelly. Okay, so and Guy was of course because of Teddy. I but look past the Rob stuff like. That Yippee Yay Yo album, that was all public announcement. So, hmm. Um. All right, I got. I, mean, I got this one. I got this one too. I know it was totally too. Look, give me five minutes to set this one up. You should have it set up already. I give me five minutes to set this up. Okay, it's Whitney versus Anita. Okay, and. Whitney, Ugh. Whitney for what she represented on the large scale, and she did have those hits, and she was in Hollywood. 
and Anita just for like, it's, I think it's like the Jay-Z Nas thing. Anita was writing her own songs and it was a story and it was her own vibe. And I think it meant a little bit, it meant a little bit more to like the, the art, like the players and the hot and the fast aunties and shit. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't, again, I would not put Anita with Whitney because we all know Whitney had that, that crossover. She was the Beyonce of that time. True. I mean, you know, minus Beyonce and the drugs and all that. I put, I would say, um, Anita and Angela Wimbush. Natalie Cole. No, Natalie Cole vibe was not along that. Uh, Natalie Cole mimicked a lot of that with her dad. Yeah, like but that. Anita and Angela Wimbush, mm. that would be one hell of a battle. Ooh. Oh, and then, okay, 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 okay. Now, you know my daddy a little bit. I say a lot. Uh, did you know? What's up, man? Don't get us beat up. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, um. His favorite singer, I think, would be perfect versus Anita. Uh, Phyllis Hyman versus Anita Baker. Okay, I can definitely go with that one. You I can definitely, definitely do that one. I can definitely agree with that one. Mm, Phyllis Hyman, I- everybody. To our listening crew, while you're sitting back listening to like just some good old-fashioned soul, this, this is what Black is Beautiful is about. This is what we tried to capture in those cans. This is what um, he wrote this recipe for. Conversations like this. Man, just sitting back, enjoying a beer, agreeing, disagreeing about beautiful black artistry. You know what I'm saying? We arguing over like what album is better, but like that's beautiful, breathtaking music that that has withstood the time. I got one for you. Let's go. I put it out on my Facebook page and people were like, they kind of saw me for it, but I stand hard with what I said. I said, Faith versus Mary J. Block. True enough, Mary got some things. She got some hits, but people are still underestimating Faith because they forgot Faith used to write for Mary. She wrote some right, of Mary right. very hits. So what I did was I actually created a Google playlist of Mary and Faith going back to back. I have 77 songs on that playlist and each time Faith came just as hard as Mary. Man, um oh 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 I'm not to send it to you. Oh. I'm still going to have to go with damn we're going like we're going as overall artist, overall singer, everything. Overall, yeah. Man, Faith had a different sound as far as her voice. Faith we had, all know Mary was not. Yeah, she was like Faith was like talking to you. Yeah, it was you like know, she Mary, was whispering in your ear. Like man, as soon as I get home, man. Fuck. Yeah. Every hard working man wanted to hear that. But here's the thing, where Mary popped off over Faith that Mary made some songs for women who was going through shit. Yeah. And when Mary was going through 
Man, like, matter of fact, he turned on some Mary had a song for everything. And okay, then like, she became. Look, it was abuse. Then it was drugs. Then she became the national spokesperson for like battered women shit. Like, and she rode that shit for like forever. And then she's like, oh, let's give her an acting role. And then she shined on that. I'm watching Umbrella Academy. Like, Mary is shining as a motherfucking contract killer. Mm-hmm. So, ah, uh, but Meredith had some mega, mega hits. And even though Faith all light skin, Faith got the talent of writing and producing the album and the record, I'm going to have to go with my uncoordinated, undanceable. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I speak to I speak about myself and I speak about myself in the third person too. God damn it! You know what I'm saying, brother? Oh, you crashing. The brother at the bar be doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> Lager Town. We ain't even two beers in. We are not even two beers in. Patrick Doyle, what up, P. Dig? Me and Brian, me and Brides is drinking out our crowns and hops glasses today we're taking usually we we, we put we've been putting a stunt on hard we've been doing crowns and hops to the 17 percent drip black is beautiful stout glass we, you know we just chilling we just being ourselves i'm drinking out of my 17 percent drip mush mouth glass oh you got the mush mouth one yeah i had to count them joints mm. they just too fucking i matter of fact it's so funny because like every time and I'm glad right now because, like, as of today, I'm off social media for like a couple of weeks, maybe even three, who knows? Because I just needed that break. But I'm glad because every time I turn around, as soon as I buy some glasses from him, he's posting some different glasses. So it's like, dude, you just take all my damn money, why don't you? Yeah, you can't keep up. That's yeah, good. I have, I have, yeah, I have quite a few sets of his glasses in, in my in my cabinet. And, you know, on top of my own. So it's like, okay, you know, I'm always going to try to support, but I love of his collection he has her name is shay shay i love those but the mush mouth ones are my favorite i don't only have a favorite like i'm like you know i'm a big geek you know i'm mourning right now you know uh, i don't want to talk about that my heart still hurts <laughs> you know it's authentic with me you know uh i'm gonna post a picture like me and my girlfriend like stood in line. We were the very first people um, to go see the Black Panther. Um, mm-hmm. We, you know, we were we were one of them people. Like you crazy motherfuckers be standing in line to go see Iron Man at midnight, and you can go see that shit at like eleven the next day. Like we were those people. We are those people. Um, right. I cosplay. Who did I cosplay as? Um, a Black Panther. Not Black Panther. Who? T'Challa. We lost a king. Yeah. I am. I wasn't impressed yeah. with some. Like I wasn't. Like I am. You know. Sure. You know. To the point, got Disney getting all my money. You know. What I'm saying I buy toys like a. Like I got kids. You know. Uh, we lost a king. You know. I think what makes it so hard. For everybody is the fact that you know he wasn't just another celebrity who died he was the, you know he gave our kids 
a black hero to look up to because mm-hmm. we didn't really have that. You know, our black little boys and girls, I mean, was running around in Superman and Batman kids, which who or what white. So this was the first actual um, black hero that we had. You know, we don't have much re- re- representation. Even like with Disney, when they did Princess and the Frog, they finally gave us a black princess, but that hustle was a frog for 99.9% of the movie. Right. So I, feel like we, I feel like we need a damn do-over. But um, I did to learn the story. Yo ass always get me in trouble. Now Disney, you know, now I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to learn like his strength behind his movement. You know, like this man was making these films while he was sick. In the middle of treatment and, and you know, and surgery, he still showed up and showed out. He did not disappoint. He didn't tell anybody out, outside of his close circle that he was sick, and we would not have known it. Oh, my God. I'm about to start <laughs> crying now. Did, have, did you see Sterling Brown? He said, I did no. not know. He said, I look, he said, I banked my career. Like, I'm paraphrasing. But he said, I banked my career off of doing two to three, four more movies with this man. Right. They did box number shit together. Yeah. You know? uh, Ryan Coogler had no idea either, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's very private. But we talking about our kids, man. Kids are getting you know man. What? I'm I'm 44 years old. I lost a black king. The man was no. I read comic books, like I I watch everything. The man like T'Challa wasn't a thug. He wasn't somebody. Accidentally mm-hmm. had his powers. It was passed on through his father. You, you know me, Shalanda. You know how tight my bond is with my father. I you know so. To, to have greatness passed to him through his father and then pass it on to his son through that's the way the shit was written and that's the way it should be. Let me tell and you, then we you. lost this. True, there would be other, but just, damn, we lost no, this. No, 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 let me be honest with you. It's going to be hard to fill those shoes because this man left a legacy behind, not just Black Panther. This man played iconic roles in his short time of being an actor. He played some of the most iconic roles, and he delivered every single time. He was, Jackie hell, Robinson. He even impressed, right, he even impressed Denzel Washington, who paid for him to go to acting school. You see what I'm saying? This man was, this was, this was our gym. Yeah, this and was the I one. Am, he played yeah, Jackie the, Robinson. He played Thurgood Marshall. Marshall. James, James Brown. Brown. They don't ever talk about, look. And this is some crazy shit. So they they asked they asked the brother, brother Chadwick, what was your most difficult acting? And it wasn't Black Panther, and it wasn't Jackie Robinson, and wasn't none of that. And it was it was like, what was it? It was like James Brown and dancing. And now you think, yeah. and now you think about it. You got to think about it. Yeah. If he wasn't diagnosed yeah. with cancer, it was already in him. And he was tired. Yeah, he had been he had been diagnosed 
four years ago. And it didn't stop him. And we would have never known it. And I believe he had to keep that secret because of the fact that had he put it out there, he would say, he probably wouldn't, he would know, ain't no probably to it. He would not have gotten a role that he would have gotten because they would have seen him as a liability. Like, okay, we're going to have to stop production. You know, if he gets sick or whatever, have he, he, he wouldn't have gotten those roles. So he did what he needed to do. He fulfilled, you know, you know, his right. He created a legacy. And I'm, I'm sorry, I hate that this, this, this brother, this amazing spirit, you know, he's left us. But he also gave us something else to look forward to. So it was like, he's not here, but he opened up this world where we can see, like, it's possible. Guess what? Black people go to the movies. And guess what? Black people can pull in billions of dollars in ticket sales. So now it's like, what is Hollywood's excuse? Who's next? Who's going to, who, he's, they're not going to fulfill those shoes completely, but however, they can come close. Who's next? Who's going to be? Man. And I love the fact that he did it while having to be a thug, while having to shoot somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was the essence of a true black man. True brother. Speaking of true black man, you married to the brother Nick, and um, during this pandemic, We've been. <laughs> I'm here for the we were married before the pandemic, right? <laughs> right, no, like, no, I was coming into like, I was coming into like, where I'm headed, like, <laughs> like being married. The biggest part of being married, and you will agree, uh, is compromise. Yeah. Trading off. So. Yeah. Um, I got a relationship, you know, totally different from marriage, but. Me and my uh me and my lady uh we're trying to work on compromise. So during the pandemic, everybody's been staying in. We've been drinking awesome beer by Half Acre, by Goose Island, by uh Second Shift, Revolution. We've been drinking these great ass beers. Open outcry. What's up, John? Uh hey, hey. We've been drinking these great beers. And staying there, washing our fucking hands, wearing our masks, mm-hmm. drinking out our 17% drip, listening to great-ass podcasts like The Need Poor, and This Jig Talks Beer. But Which been a hiatus. I need to get back to that. But, yeah. <laughs> so, Netflicking and chilling. Me and, my yeah. la- me and my lady are both, we, like, we, we're best friends. Like, we're awesome. great friends. We, like, we're friends. That's We're right. friends like two years before we became like started the relationship. So we watch similar things. Mm-hmm. But during that Netflix and chill time, you gotta watch some shit you don't wanna watch. You know? Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I stopped and watched baseball. Like every time the Fox playing. That's right. That's right. First place outside with a Nick. You know. I mean, I got you some White Sox beer. I know. I got you some White Sox beer, bro. Right. I'm not a. I'm not a White Sox. I mean, I'm not a baseball fan. Like I would. I enjoy going to the games more with him than actually sitting there and watching. Oh my! And we were drinking. Goodness. So, but what I did was because I know he, you know, he loves the White Sox, and I have bought these these White Sox whiskey glasses. 
and I had gotten some white socks, coffee mugs. <laughs> so I'm all like, here, I'm here, I'm here to help support you now. You know, I may not watch baseball, but I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, that's compromise. Okay. See, you know, like yeah. Look, I'm gonna get into this compromise thing, and then we'll get back to the next week thing. Like that's what I like about, like I love about you. Like fuck, like we so authentic. We fucking like we can go into this shit. I take look, my old lady. She she watches the what she compromises. She watches the White Sox games with me, but mm-hmm. she would never go to the games with me. Right? So I, like, I want to go. I want to go. I enjoy going to the games. Look, 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 look. Let me get into this. This happened. I take her to the game, right? She goes bat shit crazy. She <laughs> she finding places in the stadium I ain't never been to before. She's talking to people. She's coming back. She didn't have the time of her life. And it's like, like, that's the cool shit about like Comiskey Park. Shout out to Beers and Bars, man. Comiskey. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the cool thing about the South Side place. That place is like the coolest place ever, ain't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It is dope. I remember we went to a beer fest up there. It was pretty cool. Man, but back into Netflix and chilling. Sometimes in the pandemic, you're with your your husband. You're with your boo. And you're chilling, you're trying to Netflix and chill. So to to chill right, to, to end up at the right chill space with the right temperature at the end of the night, you got a Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. So they put Moesha on, <laughs> on right? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I'll take you haven't seen this moment. So, so I'm watching more. I don't want to watch this shit, man. Like, like, but like, I'm trying to, you know, she in a good mood watching this shit. I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to keep her in a good mood, right? <laughs> so we get to watching Moesha. Moesha is a terrible fucking show, right? <laughs> I mean, looking back at it now. Yes, we can say that. But when we were in the moment, because of the fact that we didn't have so many black sitcoms that featured teens, black teens, you know, we were all into it. All right. But looking back now, it's like, um, it was good for that moment. Would right. Moesha have survived in this market? No, it wasn't. All right. We all like, look, us as a people, us as a, like us, our generation, black folks and they 40s, right? I got to stand up, tight, cool, love this man, brother, veteran, all American dad, right? But we grew uh-huh. up watching TV dads. You know, yeah. we had Carl Winslow. We had the, like, no, like, no daddy is better than fucking Bill Cosby, you know, on TV. I said it, you know, uh, Cosby, we had Mr. Hightower. We had fucking Bernie Mac. You know what I'm saying? Like, black TV dads is the shit in our generation. Yeah, we did. Wait, you can't, you have to go, 
you have to pay homage to the original black TV there. You got to take it back to Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. James. Fuck you got to take it back to James. Come on now, James Evans. James. That's the ultimate TV dad right there. Right. In the projects, watching back. fucking cars getting fired three times a fucking episode. Florida, fuck that car wash. I'm going back. I got to do what I had to fucking do. And still gonna take care of my goddamn family in this two bedroom apartment. All right, so back to this motherfucker, Frank, right? He was a terrible husband. He had an affair with Moesha Mama. Made his sister raise the baby he had as her own up until 18, calling him his nephew. He called Moesha whore for getting a tattoo. A fucking tattoo. Everybody got sleeves now. I think that... Look, hold on, hold on, hold on. He, okay, bl- okay. he blamed Moesha for smoking weed when it was really Miles. He treated D like a trophy instead of like his wife. That's why she left his ass. And then he always sent Miles to dinner, you know. He went always sent him to bed with like not eating dinner. Like like you were starving the motherfucker, right? Right. And then the way he treated Q, he stereotyped him as a thug and never gave him a chance. But you know what? Here's the thing. Let's go. As horrible as when we look back on the show other now, but well, to be honest with you, those were facts. I mean, those were like kind of mimicking real life situations. And then, you know, you have, you know, fathers out here with outside kids that, you know, ain't no telling where. And then, you know, you got, as a father, you gonna judge any boy your boy, your, your daughter bring home. I don't care. He was the nerve of nerves. The but, fact that your daughter is dating somebody, you're going to judge him from top to bottom. But then he so allowed he her to date a grown ass man because he was a kappa. Oh yeah, he did do that. Didn't he? See, yeah, um, that, that shit was a fly. I don't as a mom. See, 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 as a mother, I would be going to jail for whooping his ass. Like he was a. T- See, so I'm trying to hold my tongue. Why are you trying to hold so, your tongue? This no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, no, 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 not with you. Like, me, this me and you. This me, ABC, this fake cuz, this all this shit. Thanks for everybody tuning in. Thank you. Like, this is what it's about. Just people having a beer, losing in the moment, right? You know, we've addressed the social awareness. We've addressed all the other shit. You are getting a treat right now. This is what we do outside of what we do. We just talk shit. So he treated Dorian like he was a problem. And then he abandoned Dorian as a child. Raised him as like his nephew. Which resorted in Dorian hanging with the thug. Who eventually kidnapped Miles. Mm-hmm. Alright. So you- yeah, this is what I did. Instead, of, like, I'm holding my tongue with my lady because I'm watching this shit. But I'm like, yo, next time she's like, <laughs> look, look, next time she have a problem with the fuck I want to watch. If I want to watch fucking why, uh, 
uh, Wildcats and go watch motherfucking crazy ass fucking dudes watch like catch tuna and shit. You can't Man. say shit because Moesha was very judgmental. She treated her mm-hmm. friends poorly, especially Kim. She dated a she dated college man and then got mad at him for not being a virgin. I mean, for being a virgin. Mm-hmm. And then the way she treated her man, look. You know, honestly, I didn't watch Moesha consistent. Like I was spot watch. Like I I, I watched the strong the first season, and then after that, I may catch like an episode here and there. Man, it well, didn't hold my. It didn't. It didn't hold my attention. But psh, look, I'm all into look. Like you say, we 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 we're in the generation of the generation. We talking Herb Kent. We talking like how old we are and where we from and like and like. Talking marriage, being married, and compromise, and then that led us to this wild ass rabbit hole. And like, and so my my petty ass, I didn't take notes on like how bad a show this is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she was, man, Moesha was straight trash, and we like, yeah. and look, and how she treated, how she treated. Like her friend, and it's crazy how things are because right now, like Moesha wouldn't even have a show. It'd be all about her friend because her friend was thick, had the fucking personality, but she running oh, up. You, at, mean, you mean the, the spinoff, the Parker? The, oh my god! I don't, I don't even want to ah. address that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mon, like Monique's Monique's character aside, why is this employee black woman running up after this goofy ass dude anyway? Like, okay, she end up getting in the end. Like, under like preconditions and shit. No, he didn't. No, he no. When she stopped being interested in him, he started wanting her. When yeah, she yeah, dad, that is right. That started, is right. Right, yeah, that right. is okay. right. He was after that. He fell in love, and then he fell in love with her, and they married her. But why? But he, but the shit was just, just trash. So that is like my pet. Like that's what happens when you like drinking, going down a rabbit hole with your Don't boo. Netflix no more. With your boo, you know. I'm like, yeah, next time she bring up, I want to watch this shit. So, what's going on? What's next with you, hun? You know, thanks for talking shit. Thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks for, uh, thanks for talking like crazy shit with me talking Herb Kent shit. Uh, what's next? What's next? Like you say, you're gonna take a break. Like if you're taking a break, tell us why. Like shit. I'm taking a break. Um, as it was so funny, like, I was in the bed this morning, and I just, it was like midnight, I just could not sleep. I was like, why do they watch some stupid-ass movie on TV? And, you know, I'm checking my, my social media, you know what, I just need a break from being ABC for a few weeks. So, I actually logged out on all of my social media accounts. And, and I, oh, before I did that, I had something like, look, I'm taking a break, I'll see y'all whenever. I just need, I need that break. 
because it's been nonstop since I started. So even my personal Facebook account, like I just kind of logged, I logged out. And today I didn't log on at all. Like, and it just, you need that disconnect sometimes because, you know, you got so much going on with, you know, losing, you know, Chadwick and then, you know, the whole, you know, the racial tensions that are going on. Like, you know what? I just need to zone the hell out. So, yeah, but I'm still going to record. Like, I haven't done any ABC, um, ABC, but this shit talks there episodes in a minute because again I had to zone out from that as well because it's just becoming too much. The break for me has been the neat core. I really enjoy doing doing that show. So that will still continue. If I'm not I will not be posting on that. My husband will be doing that one. But yeah, I just needed a break. Becomes too much sometimes. I understand. We um we appreciate you. Everybody listening to me uh, right now is a fan of you as well. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate what you did in the met. You were the voice. You were the voice for me when I can speak personally. You know, you're the voice for a lot of people, Shalanda. Oh, I thank y'all. We thank you. And speaking of that break, I don't want to. I don't want to push past of what you just said, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to double down on that. Like, doing what you do, inspiring people like me, uh, going out. Like, I play, you know, I play it safe at times. You don't. And I want to thank you for that. And then, like, and then, like, then at times holding me accountable. Like, no, bro. You you've done something. You can't sit back. You gotta push forward. It ain't about you. It's about us. So you taking a break is only going to grow us and grow this. Like 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 brother Brian say, it's not a movement. It's only going to grow us as a people in this craft beer world. And you take a break. They're gonna come looking for you, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're gonna be like, "Where you at? What you doing? Where are you at?" What's and so, so this is what I'm gonna end with: taking a break. Sometimes, um, all this got started right now off of me taking a break. I took mm-hmm. a break from. I think when we talked about this again, damn, we got into two beer talk late as hell, but it's uh. Back to Loggertown, Oktoberfest, Patrick Doig, uh, Jay Rogers poured it up. But taking a break is so huge. I wouldn't be here without taking a break. I took a break um, from social media, from Facebook, two years ago. And I started drinking craft beer. And I logged on, and I saw this, this cool-ass fucking, like, chick called afro beer chick and then i saw um mickey and then i seen mm. crowns and hop so taking a break from something can create greatness and um without taking a break i never would have met mickey i never would have started brewing at the uh brew pub i started at i never would have met fucking tj I never would have got the chance I got at at Goose Island. I never would have became a shift brewer at Goose Island. I never would have became a 
dope ass fucking podcaster working with people like Jay Rise without taking a break. So we want to thank you. And taking a break is not self selfish. It's selfless because only by taking a break will you inspire us and become great. This is fucking Sam Ross, the brother at the bar. Uh, Shalonda White, Afro Beer Chick just joined me um, on Pastor Drink Podcast. Please become a Patreon. Support this podcast. Inspire great conversations like this. I know you want to hear about all this political shit and all that, but we we just wanted to have fucking conversations as fake cousins. Thanks. Holla. Pastor Drink. Afro Beer Chick. The Neat Poor Podcast. Check it out. Bye.